Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. Legend has it that lotteries date back as far as the Han Dynasty in China, from 205 to 187 BC. Just like today, they were supposedly used to raise capital for public works projects, like the Great Wall of China. The first lotteries to offer prizes as incentives to buy tickets occurred in the 1400s, where towns suffering from poorer economies needed to raise money for similar purposes, including fortification or helping the poor. Fast forward to the modern era. Just like alcohol, gambling in all forms was illegal in the United States during the early 1900s, not that such laws stopped anyone from continuing to enjoy the games of chance. Puerto Rico would be the first to launch a government-run lottery in 1934, followed by New Hampshire in 1964. And so the lottery rapidly spread across the rest of the country. In 1996, states began to adopt a shared national lottery, the big game. As more states became members, they changed its name to Mega Millions. The first jackpot winner under the new branding took home $28 million, before taxes. In 2018, the largest sum won by an individual nonetheless was $1.537 billion. The winner wisely chose to remain anonymous. Just over a year ago, Gabriel Fierro bought a $3 ticket. $2 for the ticket itself, and an extra dollar to multiply any win. The 60-year-old retired Army Master Sergeant had purchased lotto tickets off and on for over the last 20 years, spending in the neighborhood of $70,000 with the hope of winning. You have exactly 0% chance of winning if you don't play, according to him. As he purchased the ticket online, he decided it would be fun to try a different string of numbers than what the lottery automatically generated for him. He punched the numbers into the Lotto website and walked away from his computer. Ten days passed, and on January 18th, the Tuesday evening Mega Millions was broadcast, but Gabriel didn't watch. The next day, he sat down in front of his computer to routinely check his inbox. There was a new email from the North Carolina Education Lottery. He'd won four bucks. It was nothing to celebrate, but it was still a win. Then he noticed there was a second email from the lottery. When he opened it, he noticed that this one didn't tell him what he'd won. All it said was to check his online account. That was even better news. It meant he'd won somewhere around $2,000. He eagerly followed the email's directions and logged in. Staring at the dollar amount of his second win, he was gobsmacked. Four. Million. Dollars. His wife didn't believe it either. She thought it was a scam until he proved the email came from the official state lottery. His ticket was a million-dollar winner, and thanks to the extra dollar he spent on the Megaplier, that one million got multiplied by four. She started screaming, and then he joined her. After taxes, Gabriel brought home $2.8 million. He's investing most of the money, but he did allow himself a bottle of champagne to celebrate and a 24-foot pontoon boat. The details of the story are pretty mundane, save for one point. Right before entering the different set of numbers into the lottery, 
Gabriel and his wife went out for their weekly Saturday afternoon lunch at the Red Bull Asian Bistro in Charlotte, North Carolina. He ordered his favorite dish, shrimp fried rice. As is customary, they were each given a fortune cookie for dessert. He cracked his open, read the fortune, or lack thereof, and flipped the strip of paper over. Printed on the other side were his lucky numbers. Then he thought, why not? Anything to win, as he put it. Interestingly enough, there could be a slightly higher probability of winning when people use fortune cookie numbers. Theoretically, if you bought $4.2 million worth in tickets, you'd end up making $4.4 million, compared to $1.7 million if you went with a different set of random, unlucky numbers. Gabriel was neither the first to win using fortune cookie numbers, nor was it the biggest payout. A man from Boca Raton, Florida, won a $10 million jackpot and got to keep $7 million. In 2005, 110 individuals all across the country won at least $100,000 Powerball jackpots using lucky numbers. Coincidentally, all 110 winning cookies were produced by the same manufacturer. What are the odds? Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.